This standing chat is hosted by Humbleworks, the designers and manufacturers of quality ergonomically designed standing desks and related products. We'll be speaking to Dr. James Levine, the authority on the benefits of standing versus sitting. He's received more than 50 awards in the field of science, started more than two dozen companies, and is the author of Get Up, a book which opened the eyes of millions of people to our modern sedentary lifestyle and the health issues behind sitting down for extended periods of time. Hello, Dr. James Levine. Hi, dear. How are you today? I'm very well. Now, this, today I want to dive back into where we sort of finished up in our last episode, okay. which was talking about the tools we need in order to get up and okay. to get out of our seat. Um, so yeah, can you give it examples of, of tools that we need in our toolbox to create this plan to get ourselves out of our seat? What I'm going to do is let's talk through several of the tools in your toolbox. But as we do so, let me also please address some common misconceptions. So what I'd like to do is talk about five tools in your toolbox. And I think what's important to have in the back of your mind is that these tools should be in all of our toolboxes all of the time anyway. Thin, fat, active, inactive, whatever it is you're doing in your life, these tools are relevant. And the ones I'm going to talk about today are as follows. Self-monitoring. Gathering data on ourselves. What is the use of it? What are the myths? Number two, stimulus control. What's that? How do we, how do we design our own environments to influence what we do? Third, social support. Where does social support fit in to my mission? And how can my mission fit into the social support of others? The fourth is the concept of rewards. We've all seen, wherever we go, whether you, whether you fly on aeroplanes all the time, whether you shop a lot, this idea of rewards, points, presents, whatever it may be, but how do rewards fit into our own, if you like, internal, how do we reinvent ourselves and where do rewards fit into that? And the last thing I'd like to think about is, all, is one of these psychological concepts that I, for my patients I've learned is really, really important. The term used is cognitive reconstruction. I'll explain what it is when we get there, but it's this idea that if I look in the mirror and I hate what I see, I'm not going to be lovable to anyone else. If I look in the mirror and respect the person who's looking back at me, that person is the value in society and that decision is mine. So let's go through these one by one. The first thing is self-monitoring. It's this idea that if I wear a little device to monitor how active I am, if I have an app on my phone to say how active if I am, if I'm using some form of artificial intelligence to monitor what I'm doing, how does that help me actually become more active? And it's very interesting. Initially, our lab spent a lot of time developing all these little devices, and actually we wrote some of the software in the Apple Watch to help people get up and move. And we thought, well, if people can self-monitor and see what they're doing, 
then obviously they're going to get more and more active because they're going to go and see how well they're doing. It doesn't work that way. What is fascinating is people use devices as almost an excuse not to be active. Oh, I've got this fancy, fancy device. I don't need to do anything anymore. I've ticked the box. I've ticked the box. Yeah, I've done the work. You're exactly right. It's exactly the opposite. The device don't cure anything. So where do devices fit in? I'll tell you where they fit in. The best place these little devices, the watch, the apps fit in, is A for baseline. Where, where, am I, where am I beginning from? My revolution is about to begin. Where am I starting from today? Put the device on, switch on the app, activate your watch, monitor yourself for a week, and see what the number is. Then, a month later, see how you're doing. The other place it works is when you're going to make a big change. Okay, um, I've, I've taken on that first thing. I've done it for 21 days. I've taken on my second activity. I've done that for another 21 days. I'm, I'm starting to get the hang of this. Let's see how I'm doing after six months. Next, let's see how I'm going to do in 12 months. And you'll see how I'm doing. But rather than monitoring myself continuously and obsessively, use the device strategically to see the impact over time. Because I guess you could easily go, oh, I've done my 10,000 steps, now I can sit on the sofa for the rest of the day. Bingo. It happens all the time. Yeah. When actually, you could keep moving. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> and then, can you imagine, you're sitting on your sofa, watching TV program, done 10,000 steps. Hey, do you want to come for a walk? No, I've done my 10,000 steps. No, that's not the utility. So beware of devices, but use them strategically. Number two, stimulus control. Okay. There was this, um, how can I redesign my environment to help me get up and move. There was this extraordinary young student we had in Sweden. And what she did at the weekend, without any approvals whatsoever, was go into a, a small corporation we were working with. And she, I kid you not, she took 137 chairs and put them in the basement without permission. And people just came to work on Monday and said, where are the chairs? And all these people, I should add, had standing desks. And then she explained what she'd done. Of course, some people got furious. About 34 people got furious, went straight to the basement and got, it, got them back. Okay, 37 out, leaving about 100. 100 people said, we're going to give it a go. And the long story short is after two weeks, after two weeks of that remaining 100, 70 had their chairs back. Of the 130, only 30 after two weeks have decided to keep going. What does this teach us? For some people, remember everyone's different. For some people, for those 30 who remained without their chairs after two weeks, and actually after six months it was 28, but for those 30 who remained without their chairs, they required somebody, to, if you like, to act for them. They needed somebody to boss. They needed that mentorship somebody to do it for them and they were happy to follow. They saw the benefit to themselves for those individuals. For the others representing the majority, that stimulus control, although it was permitted obviously in that, in that environment not to have a chair, it didn't work. So the point is not one size fits all. You have to look around your environment and work out what's going to be best for you. Whether that's a stretchy cord on your phone so you can talk, whether that's arranging your meetings with your boss, not that you have a boss, India, but I have a boss. Whether I arrange meetings with my boss to walk and talk. Um, whether it is 
deciding to park not in the office building but at the car park C which is exactly where my car parking spot is and walk to the office and walk back from the office to my car and so on and so forth. That is stimulus control. We can all do it but not one size fits all. Number three, social support. It is the best to have a friend who likes to go for a walk. It's the best to have a partner who loves to go for dancing on Friday night. It is wonderful. Like, like my mum, whenever I go and see my mum, who's in her 80s, she says, let's go for a walk. My dad is obsessed with walking his dog, so we go for walking. That is wonderful. That's social support. When my dad says, hey, I'm taking Welly, which is the name of the dog, for a walk. James, that's me, come with. I'm happy to do it. That's social support. Fantastic cautionary tale. Be aware and be forewarned of the opposite. Hey, darling, let's go for a walk together. It's a beautiful evening. Let's go for a stroll. No, I'm watching TV. Come and sit down next to me and watch TV. You don't need to go for a walk. You look great. You say to your kids, rather than shopping online, let's go to the mall. It's going to cost me the same anyway. It's my credit card. What the? Dad would rather just... Social support can be negative and it can be positive. So positive accountability. Positive accountability is good, but be forewarned that social support can flip the other way too. And I'm telling you, I'll tell you something really, really interesting. When I used to look after patients who, who had such severe obesity that they required bariatric surgery, we would not let a patient go to bariatric surgery unless we had the support of the spouse male or female, the reason for that is unless there is support from, from the spouse, the patient will not succeed with weight loss because there is a complex program that follows the surgery. And exactly the same way that the spouse, the partner, the friend can be your greatest helper, that person can also be the greatest preventer of progress. So choose your friends carefully. You can't choose your parents. Moving on, <laughs> reward systems. We've learned through air miles, through points, through the constant rewards we get, that rewards seem to be such an important way of doing something positive for ourselves. But remember what you said to me in episode one. Getting up, taking on this new life isn't a lifestyle, it's a life. So if I'm going to take on this new life for myself, which is dynamic and building it piece by piece over 21 days I'm using self-monitoring self to see how I do I've got friends who are going to join me do I constantly need to be buying myself presents to tell me how well I'm doing am I constantly going to be buying myself rewards to, to, to make these achievements and if you think about it for a second be careful because yeah for sure when uh, I don't know if you remember the story of Catherine who for the first time got up and walked across the living room six months later she's doing a half marathon with her grandchildren of course you might say well of course she should reward herself in whatever way she feels best and yeah rewards have their place but they shouldn't be the be all and end all because otherwise my life is just one continuous reward system and what you need to appreciate or, or what the science teaches us is that as you get up and move that internal orchestra is jazzing up and driving us and that internal reward is that sort of sense of energy 
that sense of energized, that all of us know what that means, but that will live with you forever. And so the trick with rewards is, yeah, res reward yourself when there's something big, but understand that the true reward is going to come from within. It's the drive. The drive. Yeah. And it'll come. Yeah. But you need to believe and you need to go for it. Mm -hmm. And that brings me beautifully to the last piece of your toolkit, or my toolkit. And I'm not a psychologist. I have a deep respect for psychology. And when I was first taught this by a dear, dear colleague of mine, Matt Clark, I really didn't understand what he was talking about until I did it myself. And what Dr. Clark taught me was simple as this. He said, if you look in the mirror every morning and you don't like the person looking back at you, why is somebody else going to like that person either? If you don't like yourself, why should somebody else like you? And if that's true, and we know it's true, it is equally true that if you look in the mirror every morning and you actually say, you know what, I'm pretty proud of that guy, because I'm a guy. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm pretty proud that I did that. I'm pretty proud that I took that on. I made that happen. I'm looking good. I love this shirt on me. I love the color. That's how other people will look at me too. It is astonishing, but it's true. And if you doubt it, we all know that it's true that if you look in the mirror and feel down, other people look at you down as well. So the closing message of today is build your toolbox, get your toolbox ready. We all need a toolbox. But I would say most importantly of everything is look in the mirror and like who you see. Yeah, I love that. Positive affirmations and get, yeah. I'm loving that guy. Inspired by yourself. Bingo. <laughs>